Man, I love watching TV so much, but I just have kind of had it with the old way of doing things, Dan. You mean the new way of doing things, which is all of these different services. I'm sick of the old way. I'm sick of the new way. What if there I'm was sick a of third, every way. What if there's a third way? What do you mean? Where you could pay less okay. and get more and get an unlimited DVR. I would say, well, quit lying. Well, you could get your realities, like your 90 Day I Fiance, love that one. You're loving hip hop. You love could it. get your Christmas movies on the Hallmark, the Lifetime. Please, please. Up. You could get your prestige drama on the AMC. Okay. You could have an unlimited DVR and you could do it for like, well, under 30 bucks a month. I don't think so. You came with Philo. Tell me more. Philo TV is the place to find all your faves in one spot for the least amount of money possible and with an unlimited DVR. It's a win-win-win. It's I'll, a third way of doing things. I'll do it, but sweeten the pot, please. 25% off for two months, and I forgot about kids programming. <gasps> Philo is literally for everyone. Wow, I love it. From kids from 1 to 92. Four kids from... Whatever. You got it. If you're a person, Philo is for you. You can go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're going to get 25% off your next two months. Philo.tv slash DTH. You won't regret it. Okay. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I'm Randy. I act in Hallmark movies and I this, love Hallmark. And this is it's the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It is this podcast and mm. man, I'm excited. You know, occasionally we'll do this thing with Trace where we talk about somebody, one of the actors yeah. in the movie. Mr. Green, baby, baby, it's cold inside. And we just yell at Trace, get it, get him on the podcast stat. And usually right. that doesn't work. No. But it worked this time. It worked this time. Tracy actually did her job for once and booked a guest. Immediate turnaround. We got Randy Thomas. This is on very the exciting. Very exciting. Randy, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. It, uh, again, it was an honor. I was, I, I, I was very familiar with your podcast. So, uh, when I got the opportunity to be on it, I was honored, and there's no way I was going to turn it down. Wow. I love it. Wow. Now, Randy, you're a super fan of the podcast. Uh, you said your favorite episode was, uh, what was it again? Oh, geez, you caught me there. I'm you're, just you're kidding. Me on the I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, Randy. <laughs> the right answer is uh, all of them. Yeah, or, or, all, or this, or well, this yeah, one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I love, I love my buddy, Andrew Walker. So Yeah, Andrew Walker. Good. Yeah, that's hey, a good idea. Yeah, he's on here. He's been on here a half, a half dozen he may, times. He lives in our studio now. He does. Now, he lives in the back. But Andrew, back pipe down. He, yeah, yeah. He's also Canadian, right? Yes, yeah, he is. That's right. Yes. And we don't, we don't like hold myself. that up. Yeah, we don't hold like that against myself. you guys at all. Well, and we and we, that's Appreciate a great it. thank you. That's a great segue. Uh, down here in South Carolina, we think Canada is just such a foreign place for us. It's kind of magical. It's we, magical. We, we've really built it up in just our minds. Snow all the time. Tim Hortons and people are nice. And right. and uh, everybody lives in igloos. That's everybody right. Everybody lives in igloos. Right. <laughs> that's right. Give us a little bit of your background, Randy. Where you're from? Where you grew up? And how you got into uh, how you got into acting? Well. I am originally from the east coast of Canada, a small province called New Brunswick. I grew up uh, in New Brunswick. I went to university in Halifax, but I didn't go to school in the arts. I went to school in business. And unfortunately for me, well, fortunately for me, I, uh, when I watched the movie Top Gun, I remember saying, I can do that. 
I love it. In Atlantic Canada, you don't get opportunities to do that. The only opportunities you have in school back then were musicals. So I don't sing. So that kind of put me on the side of that. But I was a, an athlete growing up and I played a lot of soccer, a lot of hockey, you know, hockey, of course, being yeah. and everything. Like that. And uh, later in life, when I was 27, the company I was working for uh, closed its doors. And I was sitting there going, you know what? Heck with this, I'm going to Montreal. And that's where I started my acting career, taking private classes and just it grew from there. Wow. I thought for sure it was going to be I'm going to L.A., but no, it was Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. Well, we don't want to we don't want to jump too big. Yeah, we want to yeah. go straight to L.A. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, no, I wanted to go to L.A. and I'm you know and I'd heard a lot of you know at, at the age of 27 though that's a pretty aggressive push if you don't have a big resume under your yeah. un, under your belt because at 27, geez, most people I'd be auditioning against at that time were already in the business 10, 12 years. Right. So I would have. I destroyed in LA. So I would, I would I, two questions from that backstory. We 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 zipped over a lot there. One, they only perform musicals. Like in in high school, <laughs> you you just unless you could sing and dance, there weren't any just regular plays. Randy, they were all musicals. No, not not in the schools that I was at. Wow. My my, my school was pretty. Uh, my school, was, ironically, I would call it very. It was very preppy. Okay. So very athletic, very. Was it like a boarding school or a private school, or was it just a public? No, no it, it was a it was a public high school. We just had a lot of tradition among the high school, and uh, but I was an athlete growing up. Yeah. The, the arts were, were were never really involved in my life growing up. I grew up with five brothers in yeah. a middle class family, a lot of meat and potatoes, and yeah. a lot of love. But the arts wasn't. A part of it. Whoops. Oh, you're right there. You got excited. Yeah. 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 So, you know, played sports. And then finally, when I uh, had an opportunity, when I was 27, I said, uh, I'm going to go do this. And uh, here I am today, 25 years. The other thing that caught my, caught my attention there was Top Gun. You saw Top Gun (laughs) and everyone has that. I usually ask people like what their most memorable theater experience was. And clearly for you, Top Gun comes to mind. What was it? Like, what was, was it Maverick Goose? Was it the, the planes? What was it about Top Gun that you were like, oh my goodness, this is the coolest thing? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. And also, too, he has his buddy, uh, Goose. And I actually do have a, a friend I grew up with. We were, and we've been friends for 40 years. And uh, recently, actually, I just sent him uh, one of those cameos from a Top Gun lookalike for his birthday. <laughs> That's great. Because, again, we, we were in university. We were inseparable that way. We were like Maverick and Goose. And people joked about it all the time. But it was on the soccer field, not on film and TV, actually. So, it, uh yeah, that movie, I just felt it was just something like, like I love a lot of movies, but it was just something that at that time in 1986, when Top Gun came out, I was, uh, I was in grade 12. And from then on, it just became a part of, you know, it's one of those movies that if it's on TV, you don't, you don't change the channel, you know, like that guilty pleasure all the time. What yeah. do you think so, about them bringing it back, rebooting the, uh, the Top Gun franchise? I'm, I'm heartbroken that I'm not in it. <laughs> like, yeah. Your manager Honestly dropped not, the ball I, there. I would have paid. I would have paid my own way. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't. Have, I would have gone paid my own way. I've been one of those silly guys though that you know when he when Tom would have stuck me in the Jets and did like nine G's. I probably I'd, I'd be peeing myself. <laughs> my, my my suit would have been. Uh, I would I would have been a great test subject for the quality of the 
of the, of the suit that the father would have to wear. <laughs> so, so you're 27, you're, you're in business, your business, clo- the business you work at closes yeah. its doors. You decide yeah. to act. You've got yeah. five brothers, a mom and dad. Did they all think you were crazy? Did they think you were just off your rocker, just leaving the thing you've done your whole life, you know, and go and just to go act? Did they, were they like, Randy, come on, bro. Yeah, well, you know, my, one thing I got to say about my parents, they've always been very supportive and they just want us to be happy. So, Man. you know, they were concerned, but uh, happy in the, like, they just want me to be happy. So yeah, they were, they were concerned until I finally got to go home and open a movie in my hometown. Wow. What movie was that? It. it was called The Rocket. It was a hockey movie oh, there you where go. I played the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, it was wonderful to be able to introduce it because it kind of vindicated the whole yeah. process. You know, be able to stand in front of my hometown in front of all my family, friends, relatives, and, you know, David Carries from the city of Moncton and be able to introduce us on behalf of uh, the producers and CBC. Wow. It was a, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, very memorable moment. So, so take- yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah. So they did think I was crazy. My friends thought I was crazy. But you know what? It, it, it's funny how when they're all concerned, they think you're crazy. But they all live vicariously through yep. my experiences. Like, listen, I, I was a starring artist. Like, only until the last five, six years have I earned a living doing what I love. Wow. Right? It's taken a while to get there. I was that grumpy waiter years ago. And, <laughs> and, 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 and finally understanding how to manage a business in show business right yeah so but but now you know everybody's pretty cool with it and uh uh it's well, paid off do we you know most people we talk to they were bartenders or servers or whatever you know while they're trying to make ends meet and clearly you have those stories um what was the the worst job you had while trying to make it as an actor like the just the thing like this is i can't believe i'm still doing this like maybe the worst restaurant you worked at or or, or what I, I don't think it was necessary to place. I think it was when I had to serve a producer or producers sitting with a star actor discussing a, a project. Oh, wow. And I was serving them. That, that was the worst. Uh, I remember serving Sarah Pauly. Okay. And, uh, the producers that she was working with that time in Toronto. Cause that's where I'm located now. Uh, that was years ago, though. But I remember just dying inside like just <laughs> like you know like listen i've got nothing against the service industry it's a fact you know like it's fabulous you know but i what i always say to actors is it's cool really cool when you're 20 it sucks when you're 30 and it's hell when you're 40 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no that and, makes a lot uh, of sense and you missed all the cool time because you were in business you know what i mean like that i, I get that 100 percent. well so yeah, take no take us ahead. from uh you know going to montreal for the first time taking those classes at what point did you kind of start to audition for uh, things on the screen? How quickly into that, you know, figuring out how to actually act, did you yeah. finally get to the point you were like, I guess, I guess it's time to actually go for it. Yeah. Well, I was always a, a businessman. So I said, I need to launch myself in my job. You know, I have this idea that I'm going to take the world by storm. Right. And so I went, actually, the first thing I did, just before I moved to Montreal is I joined pageant called the Mr. North America pageant. And I went down to Long Branch, New Jersey, and I competed in the Mr. North America. Yeah, pageant. you did. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah did. I did. How'd you yeah, do? I, I was the first runner up. Okay. And, and, the, and the kiss of death, Mr. Congeniality. Oh. And, uh, well, actually, on the, on the final question, I, I broke the time limit rule. <laughs> I, didn't, 
And uh, <laughs> what was the question? Oh, the, the question was, how do you think? Do you think? Do you think the, the world is a better place with pageants like <laughs> the Miss North Miss Universe or the Miss North? America? And you couldn't get that answer in in time, Randy. Like oh, you just did. <laughs> I didn't have a coach there to just say, Randy. No matter what the question is, here's the typical answer. Da 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 da, and shut it down. And uh, yeah, because uh, I got I because of how long I spoke, I got disqualified, which. I didn't know. You got and, disqualified from the pageant? Well, well, this is well, an outrage. Well, this is an it. outrage. This is what people listening, this is what a stolen election really looks like. <laughs> like, this is wrong. Well, in 1995, I actually think it was the last Mr. North America. Wow. Uh, if you have a picture of it, I should have sent it to you guys. Is it because uh, you said no, the world's not a better place with pageants <laughs> in it? And they were like, oh, you said it. I guess we got to shut it down. It took him five minutes have, to say it. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with pageants whatsoever. Actually, I saw somebody tweet something the other day about uh, the Miss Universe pageant saying, you know, we are going to have a day when there's no pageants. And I said, why? I had an absolutely fabulous experience in 1995 in the Miss North America pageant. And it, it, it kind of ended the conversation <laughs> right there. But yeah, no, it, it, I, I just spoke too long. I didn't get disqualified. I just got downgraded. I got you. And, uh, I, I didn't know I was winning. If it was me, Randy, I would lean into that Mr. Congeniality. Like I would call myself Mr. <laughs> Congeniality. Like I may call you that from now on, Randy. You never you know. Should. I think that that's. You're, you're, you're absolutely welcome. <laughs> absolutely. Well, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I got permission. I love it. Okay. So yeah. wait, so you, so, your plan was to, to take the world by storm and you, you decided I'm going to start with the pageant scene. Yeah, I went to the pageant because I want. I believe in. I believe in the marketing of business. Yeah. I always have believed that it's show business, not show art. So, I get to Montreal. You know, first runner up. Nobody cares about that. Doesn't matter. I start taking acting classes, and then I, I did a couple small plays. Uh, the first play I ever did was with a teacher of mine who recently passed away last year. Uh, it was called the, the Adventures of Captain Needle Man. Okay, and <laughs> the play is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, I'm still friends, actually, with Adam McDonald, who uh, had the lead in that play. And he's actually a director oh, wow. uh, now of series like Slashers on Netflix. And he did a couple of movies, one called Backcountry that he wrote and directed, and another one called Pie Wacket. But anyway, we're still friends to this day. He's actually related to Andrew, Wa Andrew Walker. So there's a small world for you wow. right there. We go. feel yeah. like so many and people are related to Andrew Walker. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We're all related to Andrew Walker in some way, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. right. So anyway, in Montreal, I started taking these small, these small classes, and then I eventually got an agent, who I still have today, uh, Sandy Martinez, Martinez Creative Management in Montreal. And uh, I remember, in particular, this one year, uh, I had, in, in Canada, you need to book union credits. So which is equivalent to SAG. Yeah. And you have, in order to get into the union before you start becoming technically a union member and you're part of the, the guild or the clan of, of actors. And I remember this one year in January, I get, I get three auditions in January, all in one week, and I land two of them. Wow. This would have been probably in the year 1999. So I'm probably in Montreal for a year or two years, doing small things, trying to build things up. I land two out of three, and I remember thinking to myself, it's on. I'm this, gone. This is it's it. it. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally it. Yeah. Totally it. 
And that was totally it. I hadn't booked, didn't book another thing for six months, nine months. <laughs> but uh, yeah, The Adventures of Jules Verne. Nice. And a show with uh, Misguided Angels. I remember that. Oh, wow. Uh, misguided Angels. And I was playing an angel that was flirting with the female lead. Classic and, angel uh, behavior there. <laughs> hundred percent come to my cloud. Uh, so I remember the director walking up to me on set and uh, like, this is a very short scene, but for some reason he walks up to me and he goes, let me see your legs. And I lifted up my legs a little bit and he goes, cut his gown off as short as it can go. Cause we were all in white gowns and I had electric, electric wings on my back. He goes, cut his gown off as short as it goes. Anyway, okay. So anyway, <laughs> everything was shot from the waist up. I don't know why I was in I was in a, a, a toga all of a sudden, and uh, I looked like the pizza pizza guy. I looked like little Caesar. Little so. Caesar's guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great memories. Great great memories from sets. Wow. So <laughs> those are my first two credits. Yeah. And ninety. So you've been in the business professionally for twenty five years, quarter of a century. Yeah. Do you have nice legs? <laughs> Well, I was a, a, a semi-pro soccer player. There you go. So. I don't know there if you go. know, you're talking to first runner-up Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> you don't get that Mr. without nice North legs, America. I'll tell you that much. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legs, the yeah. legs category is why Patrick exactly right. still exists. Exactly right. <laughs> so friendly legs, friendly legs. That's right. Friendly so let me legs. ask you this. I ask this to everybody we have on, and it's I feel like I make it a good story out of you. Um, you know, every every actor tells us they go through these, you know, they go on hundreds of auditions. And if we can just book one or two and you'll hit a few and then you'll miss for months or for a year. We've got people say, I hit these two things. I didn't have anything for years. Or, is there a particularly memorably bad audition that you had? Like one where you went in and you left and went, oh my gosh, what just happened? They're definitely not calling. Why did I just do that? Did, like what, what, what is going on? Do you have one of those, Randy, that pops in your head? Um, yeah, the worst one, the worst memory I have, uh, which again I laugh about it, was oh they all was, yeah that's we we have to you know in this profession it was for the movie know. the score okay with, with De Niro uh, and Edward yeah. Norton oh my gosh yeah. the last minute there the opening scene of that movie shows a guy making out with a girl on the couch yep and De Niro is behind the couch yep well they're auditioning for that guy there were four of us brought in okay. <laughs> And they didn't, they said, we need to see you as if you're pretending to be a little aggressive with the girl on the couch, except for there's no girl there. Oh, so we had to air make out an air attack. Oh boy. Somebody. So I'm talking like, really, they wanted to see me air kissing, like embarrassing thing. And the worst part about this is that this is all back on VHS. This is how long ago that was. So. There's a casting director out there who are fabulous ladies. They are. They they they're responsible for a lot of my uh, opportunities in the business of Montreal. But but they're also responsible for that one moment in time where I'm air making out with a girl. And uh, but again, right? You you want the gig, right? So you'll do whatever you're at. You whatever you're at. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that was like leaving that going, Oh my God, I want that tape back. I want that. But there's a tape out there with uh, that on it, man. <laughs> if you're listening right now, guys, it's time to scour the internet yeah. to gonna, find uh, Randy uh, Thomas uh, air uh, making out in a tape, uh, a test tape for the score, which also has Marlon Brando in it. I believe Marlon like it Brando, is a De Niro and Edward Norton. all star yeah. cast heist movie. 
Oh man! Should have showed your well, legs, Randy. Randy. Should have showed your legs, man. my friends. Unbelievable. I, I, I should have. That's should've. how you would have. So got you that book role. these two things in '99, and then there's a bit yeah. of a drought. What yeah. was the first thing that you booked after that that you thought, okay, this is? I mean, I've got your IMDb pulled up, mm-hmm. and you had three episodes in Further Tales of the City. Um, you know, you're in a movie called Summer. You're in, you know, and then we start to get. You know, you're in an episode of Monk, King's Ransom, which was an Anthony Anderson film. Like, you've got these things that start happening in between 2002 and 2005. What was the thing where you're like, oh, my goodness, I think we're going to start gaining some steam here? There was was a series called Galador, Defenders of the Outer Dimension. And uh, I played the father. Or at that time, in season one, it's a stranger. And they had action figures for us. We were on the boxes of Captain Crunch cereal. It was owned by Lego and uh, Fox at the time, before wow. Fox was bought by Disney. And I thought, wow. I got called in uh, for the father, the stranger. And then I was told later that it was a father. So I realized, wow, I'm coming back. And I'm coming back in a big way. So in season two, it was supposed to be my action figure. Oh, wow. So, so they had action figures. We were in Toys R Us everywhere. Like I bought all the toys you have an action figure of yourself no i was season two season season two disney bought fox that year after season one canceled the show because it was up in montreal oh boy and uh because i the star had told me uh matthew ewald at the time told me that uh he was down in la and they had like a football field that had every season for the first five seasons mapped out for this show. Oh my goodness. And yeah. Yeah. So I thought I've been in, I've had actually four recurring roles in TV series that, uh, two of them where I would have played a larger role that didn't pan out. Unbelievable. That, you know, and that's, and that's a story. Like you just never know when you're an actor, right? Like when you catch the one, like, like again, Andrew, I think, I, I think Andrew was in Montreal at that time as well. Andrew Walker and uh, Adam, you know, like there are a lot of actors at the time who did hit a series. And, it, and it's very interesting how that affects your career, right? Because everything is about momentum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You no. Know? And uh, actually, I'm experiencing the best momentum of my career now. Yeah. And, Fantastic. And I, don't re- and I don't regret, like, of course, I would loved it when I was younger, but you know what? Life doesn't happen that way. And, and sometimes, the university takes care of things. Well, you have to you have to have thick skin as an actor. In doing these interviews, we found that like, you know, people, everyone has a story of if this would have happened then, and it's just <laughs> like as an actor, you just got to move to the next thing, or you'll you'll never make it because you know we have we've had people say, hey, I was held up all pilot season because I was on this pilot that was just going to be gold, and then they just didn't air it, and so yeah. you know it it just happens, and so you know that's part of the part of the biz as best we understand. Let me ask you this. You're, you've got a ton of credits. But last thing before we get to Hallmark, um, a ton of credits on stuff that uh, I would assume a lot of it was in Canada, but some of it that we've definitely heard of, you know, bigger name things. What was your most memorable, the most memorable set uh, that you got to visit or that wasn't a recurring role for you? So either a movie or even if you were just a, a small part in a TV show, the set that you left going, man, these people are having a blast and I know that's probably more than one, but is there one that sticks out to you? Man, if I could be a regular on this show or if I could do this movie again, this crew and cast is really just crushing it. Before you get to Hallmark, is there one that sticks out? 
Yeah, well, actually, I'm doing a lot of work right now with a company, uh, with a couple companies at uh, Brainpower Studios out of Toronto, who I just shot with last week for the Christmas movie. I love working with them. Right. And Fireside Productions in Ottawa, I've shot a lot with. I've got a movie coming out on Friday night on Lifetime. Oh, great. Uh, called Evil Stepmom. Evil it's Stepmom. A, what do you get yeah. to play in that? What do you get to play in that range? I play the father. I play the loving father, uh, <laughs> widow, widower, uh, two beautiful teenagers and... Of course, I meet uh, the evil, uh, not, not so evil as I think, <laughs> stepmom and her daughter. And again, the, the, we all come together and Ooh. it unfolds in your Randy, expected do, way. Do you blink twice if you get killed. Okay. Wow. Man, he did it. I love it. No, sir. I'm not going to tell you. No, not a chance. Well, you also got to. You, you got to tune in Friday I, night. I mean, come on. But on ironically, Friday. in all these movies that I play because of my age range, I very rarely have a wife. She's usually dead. <laughs> and in the Matchmaker Mysteries with Danica McKellar, yeah. yep. uh, a deadly engagement, yep. I propose and she gets killed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did. It don't last long. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, he's married to Randy. She's married to Randy. Kill, oh, kill her off boy. right now. Yeah. 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 Or an actress reads the script of who's playing the husband. Randy, oh, uh, oh you mean I'm dying. Yeah, you do. You mean I'm dying. I don't have much Man, left. Every time I hear these lifetime titles, it makes me just very happy. Like, I just love that it exists. Like, <laughs> that those movies are being made. Like, it's just what a, what a wonderful world we live in. Mm. Um, I think so. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for these kind of movies because... I'm not going to get offered the lead in the score. And even the, even the biggest Canadian actors, look at what they're doing in big American productions when they come to Toronto or Montreal to shoot. They're playing glorified actor roles or small principles. And those are our biggest Canadian actors, like very few. They're, you know, name a Canadian actor that plays big roles in Hollywood movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just, it just, it's just rare, like, unless they're already living in L.A. and they're a star. Yeah. But... You know, there's very few Colin Fiore's of the world, and there's very few. Uh, uh, why am I drawing blank on her name? Well, there was some comedy back in the. I mean, like Jim Carrey and and uh, Mike My. Like there was a wave of Canadian yeah. comedy that kind of came through, and it yeah. happens occasionally. But by and large, you're right. I mean, I I think that there's you know there's definitely something to that uh, for sure. That that. You know, it's just part of, but you know, more and more American, like United States projects are being filmed in Canada. So it, mm -hmm. it does open that world up, including, which is our next topic, Hallmark. Yeah. Um, Hallmark and made for TV movies in general, like yeah. the one that's coming out this oh. Friday. It's just, a, I, I, I get offered supporting roles in those. Yeah. And obviously I'm, I'm 53. So I'm a little, I'm a little aged out of the lead. 53, Randy. You're looking yes. good for 53, sir. I mean, come on, 53. It's, it's, wow. It's, it's, it's all the filters that I have. That's in the right. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Congeniality. How did you, how'd you end up get, getting hooked up with Hallmark? Like, what was the first Hallmark thing you did? And how'd they find out about you? And how did you become an, an offer supporting role uh, guy for them? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've actually, uh, throughout my career, earlier, I did a, a movie called Circle of Friends. Okay. Uh, out of uh, Montreal years ago. So throughout my career, I've done a lot of principal roles uh, in Lifetime movies or Hallmark or, you know, that genre, you know, the, 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 the genre. And uh, only until recently have I started hitting my spot, you know, hitting my mark with uh, uh, these movies and getting offered larger roles. And a lot of these production companies, 
you know, they, they, they like to, you know, like Hallmark, they love to work, love to build brands and work with people they trust and that yep. they like. Yep. And so that's really what's been happening is the building of relationships and trust and getting, you know, Mr. Congeniality walks on set. He has no problems, right? Like <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to get on his bad side. You should see his rider, Mr. Oh, Congeniality. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, he's got, they have to have a lavender diffuser in his trailer. Like yeah. it's the wildest yeah. thing. I can't believe my agent gave you that. <laughs> I can't believe she told me that. And that everybody has to give me a hug in the morning. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's which right. is really weird over during, the past during year. During COVID, that's <laughs> tough. People were very that's like, tough. I don't know. He's like, it's in the rider. Oh, I know. Nothing I you know. can do. There's nothing I can do. No, I know. You've noticed it probably in the Hallmark movies. I mean, like that, there's a lot of them that don't have kisses anymore and like that. Yeah. yeah. Truthfully, I don't think, I think that's, that's wrong. But uh, that's. You that's, think what's wrong? That they don't kiss in the movie? What? What's wrong? I, I think that with all the testing and the precautions that we've been taking and yeah. all the isolation and all the quarantining that I get hired for a job, then I'm going to do it yeah. and in, in the script. You know, these writers, like people, a Hallmark film, people will say, well, you know, it's a, it's a certain genre. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, hold on now. There's been at least five to 10 people that have put notes on that script. That's oh, yeah. an important piece of writing. It's been written a certain way for a certain reason. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for writers. So I really try to adhere to the script every opportunity I have. Like I do not I want to deviate. So if the script says there's a kiss in the movie, it should be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Randy's it's, already, I'm sorry, but you've no, already, you've here. already spent your time kissing the air, you know, for, for different roles. So <laughs> like I've, I've already paid my dues. I've already well, paid my dues. I, Maybe that's why I never get offered those because maybe they, somebody saw that video right. and, uh, yes. of me They're air like, Is this the guy from the score? <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Well, I, I didn't it. get that role. Yeah. I didn't get that role. So I got to work on my air kissing. Yeah. I've got to go back and see who did get it now. I got to go watch that scene just to see. I, who I know did the guy. His name's Sven. His name is Sven. His name is Swede. Swede. His name is Swede. His name is Swede. Wow. Yeah. He out of would. Montreal. Yeah. Man, that's he wild. He would. That's right. So uh, take us through, and I, I, I think, I don't know when the last time you've worked on a uh, Hallmark, it sounds like you're filming or we're filming uh, very recently, last week. It, is are, that confirmed for Hallmark or is that uh, up in the air? Uh, you're right. That's probably still up in the air, but okay. it's called... It's called Christmas on Fifth Avenue. So. Okay, that's a Hallmark movie. Uh, if I've ever heard <laughs> one, we'll just—I'll call it a Hallmark. You can just not correct me; it'll be a thing. Uh, right. So, are 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 some of this protocol? Are people starting to live and understand that we can give the actors more freedom within this protocol? Since we're all being safe, we're all getting—you know—we're hopefully you know trying to get vaccinated and push that out. Like, do you feel better about what was filmed last week versus like maybe it's cold inside when they film that? Well, well, hold on. Now, all the sets I've been on have had very strict protocols, including Baby with Cold Inside. Yeah. I'm and just talking about from a standpoint of letting the actors where I know, no, no, we were, we got to go and visit a Hallmark set during COVID and they're being, I'm not, I'm not suggesting they're not being great. What I'm saying is, is that you, you know, because of all the protocol you were, it's, it made tougher. It made it tougher for actors to be actors and do the things. As the world opens up more, are the sets also opening up a little bit more from a precautionary standpoint? Right. Well, well, as far as the kissing goes, it's always the actor's choice. So okay. if you don't see a kiss in the in the movie, it's because it was the actor's. Okay. Now I hope I don't get anybody in trouble for, for no, putting that fine. out there, but that's ridiculous. No, it's take responsibility. No problem. 
You don't want to kiss? That's your, that, that's your option. That's your choice. It's nothing to do with me. My polite opinion is if it's written in the movie and you accept the role, you do it. You do it. Again, I'm not, and I'm not bashing it, but everybody has a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I respect that. Of course. I really do. Of course. I really do. It just that I have an opinion on it. And considering all the, of if course. there weren't any precautions, if there weren't any isolating, if there weren't any quarantining, then yeah, I would say none. Yeah. But we're tested. Oh my God. Like we're tested multiple times in a shoot, even for a day player. I usually, I get tested twice. Like when, just, like when I did, uh, I, did, I had a role, a small role on sex life. I was tested twice. And the day I walked in, how many days, it. how many days were you on set for baby? It's cold inside. Ah, baby, it's cold inside. We were in my, in Ottawa filming, uh, the sugar bush scenes at the ice castle. Uh, yeah. No, well, the ice castle is in Quebec city. Oh, okay. So were you not ever at the ice castle? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. 100%. okay. We, we were in the ice castle for uh, nine days. Okay. You were there and for the whole we were, shoot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I, I was like, because I had, yeah, I was either in every second day or every day. I, I had, I had uh, I think 12 out of the 16 shooting days. Like, as you know, these movies are shot 15 days, 14 yeah. and 16 days, depending on, uh, on, on the movie itself. And so, yeah, I had the pleasure of working with all those actors the whole time. And it was funny because a lot of times uh, at the ice hotel, I'd have, you know, one short scene, and I'd be done for the day. I'd, I'd be just relaxing in the hotel or going skiing or skating. Or Man, the ice hotel looks awesome. It does look cool. It is. Did you it get is, to stay in the ice hotel? No, well, the way it works, actually, no, we did not. Um, the way the ice hotel works is that you rent a room. If you want to rent a room in the ice hotel, you rent, they give you a, a suite in the hotel. And then at night, you go out to your room. And that's why during the day it's always free for filming and for tourists because mm. nobody stays in there during the day. They come out in their robes at night and they go into the hotel and there's a fire and they have tea and they relax and they get to enjoy the environment. And then in the morning they kind of like go back to their warm room where they can have a shower and everything like that. And uh, and uh, then tourists and film crews can go in and do what, do what they need to do. Gotcha. Wow. That's wild. It is wild. Unbelievable. I want to know, oh, yeah. you know, Beautiful. when it, when we found out that that movie was being made on the social medias and stuff, we were like, oh, wow, they're really getting ahead of the game here. For Hallmark Christmas. For Christmas or for uh, winter 2022. And yeah. then um, we find out uh, it's going to air in May, which yeah. uh, didn't seem um, <laughs> like where you would put a winter movie usually. When you were making it, did you know that it was going to be um, a pre-summer movie uh, at the Ice Hotel? Or what was the deal there? No, actually. And the real story behind that movie was that when COVID started in 2020, that was our first day of shooting. Oh, wow. wow. So I was in Toronto and the big announcement was coming out later that day on Monday. So the actors had... A, there, there were different stars of that movie last year. No way. Who are the stars? Come on. I don't know. Oh. I really don't know. I, I don't remember. I'd have to do some research oh, on it. Oh, man. I, I called the producer and I said, do I get on the train today to go to Ottawa? He goes, yes, come on. So I get on the train, go to Ottawa, go through all my fitting. It's the first day of principal shooting. 
go through all my fittings and everything. And I'm on my way to the hotel and I get, I see the producer's name on the phone. And I go, Hey, why? What does he want? Probably wants to go to dinner or something. I go, Hey, how you doing Hayden? And he's like, I got to send you home. And I was like, <laughs> what? But basically I, we went to Ottawa and then the four, four actors and I turned around and came right back. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that day. Uh, yeah. The, and the stars were on set. So they were done and they left. And then uh, I got the call in January. Are you ready to go? And uh, okay. I said, for what? Ice hotel? <laughs> go, yeah. I go, sure. And then we got it shot. And like, because obviously the ice hotel COVID, like originally we were scheduled to shoot it. The last week of the ice hotel was open. Wow. Here. And then it got postponed all the way to January. Oh my goodness. And, uh, we got, yeah. So I'm not that surprised. That, that, that it came out so quickly because possibly it was pre-sold. Yeah, mm. yeah. So they want to air it, right? They want to get it out. Yeah, so, yeah. No, yeah. that makes a lot more sense now. We didn't know it yeah. stopped filming the first day and they had different stars yeah. attached. That's, That's wild. That is wild. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, like I was back with that same company in the, throughout the summer shooting uh, Christmas Wheels and there was something else before I think before I did Evil Stepmom in the fall. And then... Uh, yeah, Ice Hotel. I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. I wow. really didn't. I That's didn't. I didn't. I, they were talking about it, and I said, geez, wow, I can't believe so that. So, did your character change any from the original? Like, because Mr. Green is a, he's just a fun, like, this movie needs that character desperately. <laughs> we laughed just so, like, there's so many things about the character that we thought were really funny, and we can get into that. But was that the character written in January of 2020, and it or did it change some over the year that COVID happened? No, it, it didn't change at all. Uh, and I got to give uh, the director, Marita Graviak, uh, full credit for this, because I instinctively instinctively went in to make him a comic, a comedic. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, archetype or stereotype. Right. And uh, she said, no, I'd like you to, you know, play him the way that you saw, basically. And, you know, with a few funny moments, let the comedy be in the situation. Don't don't be a character. Well, the, be, be you and this guy. What what for me was funny is the comedy was like the French accent was supposed to be your real accent exactly. and the American accent supposed to be the fake one. But there's a little bit of a flip there because like. When you speak in the American accent, it's there's so much gravitas. Like we talked about, I would let you give a pregame talk, Mr. Green with the American accent, give a pregame talk to a football team before running out of the locker room. Like what you say just carries all this weight. It's very charming. It's very, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it evokes a lot of emotion. You look people in the eye. And so it was almost too good to be a fake accent. Like, I want to watch a movie where that guy gets to talk like that all movie long. That's what I want to watch. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I hope that uh, a lot of producers are listening and feel the same way. And uh, I, I hope that after Friday night when that movie comes out, Evil Stepmom, I hope that... Uh, I hope that where Randy uh, does not get murdered with an ice accent. pick in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, you know, I love that character, Mr. Green. And, uh, you know, she actually asked me to dial down the accent a little bit because for me, the only time I, anybody should have heard me ever speak American would have been the opening scene where, where I'm, where I speak American and quickly switch to French when I'm whispering to Jocelyn. 
uh, about she recognizes me. And then maybe towards the very end, but they asked me to break, you know, the director, and I, and I think it was a good choice, asked me to break it a couple times throughout the movie so that people wouldn't forget. Yeah. Like, and, and be like, thank, I thank you very much for your compliment. But if people heard that American accent the whole time, and they might forget who I really was, which yeah, I don't know. I would have, I, I, I would personally would have loved to see the American accent the whole time, and then the French at the very end. I get why they did it. I know I'm not yeah. Hallmark's target audience, but yeah. for me, like hearing you that confidently do that and it being <clears> a disguise was wonderful. Um, but but it also made the character a lot of fun. You, I want you to ask him the question that you you brought up in the wait what at the very end. Yes. Yeah. So you're um, you're supposed to be anonymous. Yeah. Like no one's supposed to know what you look yeah. like. Yeah. So at the end yeah, of the movie, you write this article, and right below the headline is a is a picture of you. Was that yeah. your big coming out party there? Like what what happened? How, like I don't. I think the 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 it's 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 you're not anonymous anymore. I don't I don't think. Well, that's a, that's a bit of the tongue in cheek of it, right? Like when we when we were filming and discussing the script and doing the read throughs and stuff, you know, I said to Maria, you know, I instead of me being totally anonymous. There's a part of me that likes the attention. So it's, it's that pretend, I don't want anybody to recognize me, but if you sit yeah. me at the wrong table, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah. Right? So so even with the dessert scene, when they come out with the desserts, I pretend to you know look confused, everything like that. But I know, and I'm very grateful for all the attention. I'm grateful for the upgrade. I'm grateful for the attention. Well, and so that, my character knew, I, I, I played him like I knew that they kind of know, but I'm I'm going along, you know, trying pretending to have the charade. I uh, at the end, you know, your character wears a beret, and I'm like, if you want to scream that you're the restaurant, the the hotel critic, having your picture next to the article and wearing a beret, I think that covers it. Like I think that announces to everyone you're the guy. Like those two things, they seal that case shut. Well, well, that's exactly it, right? Like, like let's face it; it's all tongue in cheek, and yeah, uh, that head, that headshot actually is one of my real headshots. That's great; I love it. And uh, the beret was the director's idea again. I and love I it. He kept it. I have it right here. In my oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it, it's a, uh, it's a nice touch. It, like again, this is what I love about, um, like you know, I've, I've spoken to a few people, and even in interviews, who who were very hard on the movie, and. Uh, and I'm kind of like, you know, you remember what we're filming here? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. isn't the score. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Hallmark yeah. movie called Baby It's Cold Inside. It's a, it's Robert a De Niro is not walking through that door, kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and again, that's the whole thing. Like, that's what I love about about these movies. That it's 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 what traditional we, you know, we, values and fun and tongue in cheek. Nobody's going to get too hurt. Nobody's going to. We're critical of the of the movies here on the show, and hopefully with a you know with uh, a lighthearted touch and to bring some joy. But one of our critiques of the movie is is that not everyone, in our opinion, was on your wavelength when it came to what we were trying, what the movie was trying to accomplish. Like you're in an ice castle; it's being released in May, and we felt like the Mister Green character was the thing that people should have been. You know, Steve Lund is an actor that we've seen in a lot of movies and he is very zippy fast you know he has a, a lot of times he's in movies where he gets to tell a lot of jokes and we felt like the rest of the movie was more about the winter castle whereas we wanted to see 
more of that kind of humor of this French guy who has an American accent but is wanting to be caught at the same time. Like, we liked what you did, and we, you. we felt the movie, not that we were hating on the movie, that we love, we want to be at the Winter Castle, but like the movie could have done with more of that, in our opinion. Right, like, right, you know, right. Minion? Yeah, right, that, that right. was the thing for us. Yeah, yeah, no, and I understand, I understand that. And uh, I actually, my, the first time I worked with Steve was a movie called uh, uh, Christmas Incorporated. Yeah. Way back in 2010. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and, and, you know, like, again, it's, it's, I love hearing people's opinions about the movie and how they can be better. And, and, and again, I, you know, hey, this, people want more cowbell. They want more Mr. Green. I would have, been, would have loved to provide it. Provide it. That's right. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, again, it's, uh, you know, there's so many moving pieces to these movies, right? And then you got to get, you, you bring it all together, then you, you have characters and actors and interpretations and the directors, you know, Marita, like I think she's fabulous because she, definitely has a vision, but she also lets us play and some things work and some things don't and some things get cut out of the movie that might've, you know, there, cause there's always a director's cut and there's the producers that want of course. certain thing. And there's so many little nuances that, that kind of happen. And, and so, you know, it, it's, a uh, it's just interesting. Like you said about Steve being usually very snappy and having, having jokes and uh, yeah, it, it, Again, choices are made on yeah, the day, yeah. like and and you and you go with them and you and you hope they work, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Like, you know, I'm very blessed that the feedback on my character has been positive. Of course, some people are critiquing the accent, some people are critiquing how you know certain yeah. things, and it's like, and I and I'm just like, listen again, Mr. Green could be in the score, but he'd be a heightened version of that character in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you know, with the accent, of course, the accent would be perfect and everything would be fine. But again, where it was, and I'm very blessed that I'm getting, and I thank you so much for the feedback on that. Absolutely. Because, and we love to hear it. And, and you know, it's, uh, it, it's, and I agree, I've heard that comment that the Ice Castle seemed to have taken a, made a big, been a big part of that movie when people might have liked to see a little bit more of the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, well, Randy, we love you, and we want That's more right. Randy and Hallmark. That's what I'm talking about. We, we need say. more Mr. Congeniality. That's exactly right. Is it time for the rapid it's fire? It's time for the rapid fire. We each could ask you three questions, and you have to answer sure. as honestly and as quickly as possible. I'm going to start with my good friend, oh. Dan. The best Canadian food item or restaurant that we just don't have here down in the United States. Oh, that you don't have? Yeah, that we don't okay, have or it's, not, or it's tough to find. I'm going to say maple bacon. Maple bacon. Okay. You, you cook bacon, you let it fry, and just before it's finished, you pour maple syrup on it so it candies it. Okay. Wow. That's fantastic. Getting hungry now. Really you, can never, you can never argue with that. That's right. so hungry. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you are going to be murdered on Friday. <laughs> but if you were going to get murdered in a movie... Just give me like just just show just show it to me right now. Like I want you to get in the character, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna stab I'm gonna stab you and just give me like how how would you act? Are you gonna are you gonna really be flamboyant with it? Or are you gonna play it close? Kind of oh boy, give it to me. Well, it was funny. I died in a I died in a series called uh, Well, actually, The Adventures of Jules Verne, one of my very first movies. I I died, and I think that's the only time I've died. Uh, so far, my acting has died. But, but I remember thinking about, I get bit by a tarantula and I, and I, and I remember itemizing it through the stages of, of, uh, 
right. of everything from ouch, anger, pain, uh, panic, and eventually acceptance that you're dying. And, and, and so it was a real strangle scene. So how would I just... How would I just send you that video of me? I love that. I love that. That's what I want. I love it. I mean, I, I'm choking to death. Yeah. And, and then you can tag it on something. <laughs> I love it for sure. Um, what, aside from Top Gun, the most yeah. memorable or your favorite movie that you've seen in the theater? Um, way back in the day, Greece. Okay. Is a, they did everything. You know, John Travolta was everything I wasn't. <laughs> Singer. <laughs> big, big side singer, dancer. I love it. Playing opposite Olivia Newton John. Come on. I mean, what else can what? you ask for? Where else do you need to go? I, mean, I love you know, it. And uh, so, so, yeah, that, that, that movie's still a, a favorite of mine. And of course, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a movie in a theater that moved me in a way. Um, lately, the most recent one that moved me would have been uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. That that really, I remember being here with uh, my fiance and uh, watching it and going, like the, I was just so energized, like I was just so. And and I was never a Queen fan growing up. I never, huh. you know, I, you know, I like the obvious ones, but I've never delved into their lives, yeah. lives or their careers. And and that to me was fantastic. Remy Malik was so good in that movie. So good, really, really oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah, no, no, on another level. Like, like uh, he deserved his Oscar for that for sure. Yeah. Um, right. You said you're doing what you love, um, yeah. but uh, when you're not doing what you love, what is another hobby? What's a hobby that you do to kind of fill your time uh, that you really enjoy? I love golfing. Yeah, but honestly, the the thing that takes second precedence in my life right now, honestly, are is cryptocurrency. Really? Hey, are you in? Are do you have some Dogecoin? <laughs> I bought and sold, and I made money, and I'm done with it. I love I it. Touch, I'm not touching it anymore. Wow. What, what are you into? Is it Bitcoin? Is it Ethereum? Is it, what is it right now? What's, what's the play? Uh, what's the play for us, Randy? We're trying to get into theta. it all. Theta. Theta, especially since you're in broadcast TV. That's right. Yeah. Theta is the platform of the future for that. Theta. And Google's involved and everything like that. So Theta token. Theta, theta token. Mark it yeah. down. I theta love and it. Fuel. And then there are a few others too, but those ones will survive. Uh, the big crashes. Man, this guy Those getting our, getting our been, inside it's, tip here. It's been a tough that's, week. It's that's been right. A tough, hey, what? The, the company? Oh, yeah, it's been a tough week. Yeah. You're right. It has been. It just but again, crashed. you know, it's a great time to buy. And, and it again, it's some, that's right. you, hopefully you sold and put your stuff into cash and then you're going to buy back when it drops because it's going to go down again. Man, he just, he gets it. Uh, it. All right, last one for me um, that just, just slipped my mind. Oh, yeah, your business that closed down. What yeah, yeah. when you were 27? What was it like? What was the business and what were you doing there? It was it was a call center. It was the first business to business call center. Okay. And actually, we were respond at the time one of the first ones to market and promote Rogers Communications oh. up there. Oh wow! The phone, and they're yeah, yeah, huge yeah. now. Yeah, they've sponsored the Blue Jays in Toronto. Like yeah, they were, oh, yeah, exactly, you know, so exactly. Massive. Yeah, so that's what it was. It was a, it was a marketing a marketing communications company with a call center and uh yeah it was a it was wow a, it was actually and it was it was a part of my family's business so okay it was a tough it was a tough time to watch it close wow i bet but again looking back now it's you know again you move on and uh it, it was what it was you know i went from being 26 and having 30 employees and working with my dad to moving on with my life in a whole different direction wow now i don't regret it 
course, there were things I would like I wish back then that wouldn't happen the way they did, but it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, you, you pick it, pick yourself up and move on. Yeah. Right uh, last one, um, yeah. an actor, living or dead, I guess, that you would love to sit down, have a meal with, and just pick their brain about acting in particular. About acting. Wow. About acting. I, 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 I think um, it might sound crazy, but like there are actors I would like to do just to hang out with. Right. Yeah. But, but, but somebody that I would just be in awe of, I think um, would probably be Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she's so iconic. Yeah. Like she seems to always be up for the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, even people like uh, Kate Winslet, Oh yeah, what she I love about Tom. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I love Tom Cruise. I really do. I love yeah. his movies. He is committed love, to his I craft. Love, There's no doubt about. Well, no, it. but he is, and 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 yeah, he's committed, and he actually does most of his own stunts, yeah. and like he's he, 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 whether I don't care about personal life. Like yeah. I'm talking about the the product and the the longevity, and you know he's not you know he's not your Brad Pitt, right? He's not your six foot super handsome guy. I mean, he's not a bad looking guy at all, but, but, but you know what I mean? He's, he's made the more, he's made so much out of his mm-hmm. life and his, and his choices that uh, he's had a very successful career. Yeah. Can't but, argue with any of those. I think Tom might be mine just from a, like, tell me the story I, of this it stunt. Would be, it would be Tom yeah. if I could get like, I, he's so good with the press at not giving them any information he doesn't want to give them. That if yeah. I knew I was going to get the real answers, yeah, I want I want the real. I answer. could spend a day listening to that guy talk. But the stunts are unbelievable. Like he he's a good actor. Like a few good men, Magnolia. Like he's a good actor. Yeah. But the stunts he puts together for Mission Impossible, where he's ten thousand feet up, thirty thousand feet up, skydiving. He's on the side of a plane. Like they're bonkers. He, he is definitely yeah. one of the most interesting and, and one of the best at what he does. Yeah. He's so committed yeah. to what he does. And, and I'm and I'm gonna put this out there for people. Like you know, actors. A lot of times you hear people criticize an actor. And I would say, you got to remember who you're subconsciously comparing them to. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to criticize, like, just because you think somebody's a B actor, like, they're still in the top probably thousand actors. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, the top you know, 1%. Like, that's right. Yeah. Like, like, like people will be really hard on an actor. Or, and, and it's like, I'm like, well, you know, like, it's the typical one that everybody will say, they'll go on about, say, uh, I can't read or something like that. I'm like, well, stop now. <laughs> yeah. Like, keep in perspective here. Yeah. You know, of course, like, like these actors are good actors. It's like you're comparing them to the Meryl Streep's of the world. You're comparing them to, you know, yeah. Brando's and stuff like that. And, and you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might want to just ease, ease, <laughs> well, slow down the horse a little bit. That's here, right. But, of course. That's you know, right. But, and again, you know what? Just do what you do. Do it with love and be kind and, and then, you know, just, just have some fun. Cause I mean, that's what we're here for. Like, and everybody, everybody, you know, like, yeah, I want to be better. There are things in my actor I look at and I'm like, I cringe. I watch it. Oh my God, this is so bad. But you know what? I've, I'm at a point now where everything I look at in my career and I hope every actor does, that was the best that I was that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm moving to become better. Man. And inspiring it, stuff. That's uh, and, and that's why I hope everybody in life in anything, right? Like I think it's awesome that you guys do this podcast. I think it's awesome that it's video, and I think it's awesome. You know, now you can 
it, you can disseminate it through so many different platforms and you're passionate about what you do. And I thank you so much. And that's why I'll always make the time for you guys. Like, like it's just, I just love this stuff. Like well, love we love you, Randy. You guys. We're, uh, oh, we're thank th- you. thankful uh, that you took some time to be on the pod with us and we wish you all the best right. uh, moving forward. We hope to get, we soon get to see a lot more of you on the Hallmark channel and lifetime and wherever else you may end up. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. And I, and I have a, I had a blast Thanks, and, uh, man. yeah, keep doing what you do and I'll, I'm going to share the heck out of everything you have, whether I'm in it or not. Perfect. Thank you. I and and you know what? We always send every episode and interview by wishing you a very Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you guys too. Check the hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in Yeah, That Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.